Sheila. Mm-hmm. Did you know Andy used to live in Nashville? Yeah, I do remember you guys telling me that. Andy, did you ever go mm-hmm. sing in a honky-tonk bar? I did not. I should have. Mm-hmm. But I did not. You know, if you did, maybe you would have been as, as successful as Rose in our book. You could have been Run Andy Run. First of all, I'm not going to run anywhere. I walk and make an entrance. Second of all, if I did, I would be skinny and on the cover of GQ. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. What is up? This is uh, Potheads Who Read, the novel episode. The novel episode. Don't and be I surprised feel like... I'm here. I just randomly showed up. You did. <laughs> well, and Andy, you're, you have not been a part of our novel episode in, like, just a couple months because you did... Um, it's been a minute. Uh Go the distance. Go the distance. Thank you. I was like. Oh, I forgot about that. I was like, um, it's been a year. It has not. But after after that one, I Josie and I recorded, and I said it's the novel episode, and so now we always say it for this. We episode. just loved it. We're like, it's so novel. <laughs> the novel episode. Um, disclaimer: This is Josie. I was really excited. That I lost my voice today. So please bear with me. This was a big surprise when I woke up this morning because I feel fine. Mm -hmm. I look fine. I sound like this. Yay. Uh, This is what you always sound like. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I always always go between low like this and squeaky like this. You sound like you've had maybe 75 cigarettes. With some air behind it. It was like we're like in the middle of well not in the middle we're like right at the tail end of opening one of our restaurants too. Mm-hmm. One of the new um, employees that we have he's so nice and he told me yesterday, you know I I hear you sniffling over here. Really need to get some Alka Seltzer cold and flu. Oh. And I was like I have really bad allergies. I was like, that's all it is. I was like, I've taken some flunies. I've taken all my stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's just kind of that time of year. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this morning um, I had some stuff to do in the city before I could go out to the new location, which is like an hour away. And I obviously didn't show up like first thing in the morning like I have been. And when I showed up, he came up and he was like, I was really worried after hearing oh. you sniffle yesterday. I thought you were real sick. And he's like, now he's like, I'm telling you, you got to get this stuff. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I'm fine. I just don't have a voice. <laughs> I just sound worse than I did yesterday. But I sat and immediately in, threw his apron on the ground, went to CVS. And got I you. quit. Exactly. <laughs> well, you call HR. No. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like new buildings like whenever you get into a new building or a new house like you always have to find the drafty spots and everything mm-hmm. my makeshift desk for this opening as at this table and literally I've been putting everything there so it would be a lot of stuff to move and um I was sitting there yesterday for reason 
And it's because the AC was on and it literally blows right down on this table. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. So yeah. I was like, man. And as Andy knows, and I think we've told Sheila this, artificial air does make me sick. So I have a really hard time with like ACs and stuff like that. Right. So it was like blowing right down on me. So, I mean, I honestly feel fine. I haven't been doing like, I'm not even... I'm not even like coughing or like sneezing. Or like, like, like that. Fine. Don't worry about that. I know. I, I just sound like this. But. The funny thing is, yeah, I think I was messed up in the last recording all through yeah. this room. Yeah, you were. It's Sheila's turn. <clears throat> they kept it being us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How <laughs> I have that been sick? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been good. Just busy with getting ready for school and or ending school year and yeah, podcast stuff and club stuff and what else is going on in my life yeah that's about it so legit two weeks ago easter weekend i thought it was already may <laughs> you just it's actually officially may now it is yeah. and you just said end of school and for some reason in my head i was like why is she ending school in february early to look at ending school and then I legit in my head was like it's May a I, lot of schools end in May yeah. well and I obviously we can end whenever we want but like I have his schedule to end on um like the Friday before Memorial weekend so basically mm-hmm. we have like three more weeks or something like that and you know just fun stuff like that can and, I be honest I forgot you were homeschooling him for a second I know. Sorry. It's I literally fine. did. Like, it was one of those things where, like, I thought it was just, like, for a certain period. And then I was like, I forgot I mean, you did that this year. Yeah, well, and they, um, the schools in this area do get out on that day. And so I also kind of picked it for um, for, for the fact that, like, the neighborhood kids would be done um, around then. So that's that's why I did it. And Makes plus, I, I really didn't want to go past Memorial Weekend. I don't. I don't know. But all these Georgia kids are going to start up on August, like, 4th or 5th. It's, like, the Thursday or Friday. Um, yeah, it's the first week of August. They start really early. And then, trying to think. But I I won't probably start until, like, last week of August or the first week of September. Just because I can. <laughs> if we decide to homeschool again. Which I think we are. Just because I'm like, we can go leave and do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. We're and traveling as, full this year. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way. Like, I wish I was traveling more, but. Yeah. It's been nice being able to to do that. Like, the, the flexibility and not having to worry about. Mm-hmm. Is it too many days missed? Is it too many days. And, I, like, I've had friends that they've missed between their kids being sick and with doctor notes and them being out of town for whatever reason or quarantine issues with the schools, they have gotten phone calls saying or emails saying that you're going to be reported to CPS. For truancy? Uh-huh. Dang. And I'm like, well, maybe this is why I'm going to keep on doing this for them. Wow. At least another year. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just like, I don't want to deal, deal with that. I mean, I understand, tr- like, attending is very important, but... When, you know, when the kids have doctor's notes and, 
you know, they have, they go out of town yeah. to see family that, you know, because of some family members passed away or something like, I think there's times when our school districts need to be better. Um, and like allowing it, even though like they are supposed to allow it, but for some reason, these people are like, yeah, they're calling us and like threatening, but they, I've given them all the doctor's notes and they're not accepting them. Like that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah. I'm like all of a sudden becoming like anti public school and I've never been like that. <laughs> I think it's just where you're at right now. Probably. <laughs> Big <laughs> negative Nelly. Debbie <laughs> Downer. I don't know. I kind of enjoy just so anti public Sheila's unpopular opinion. <laughs> I kind of enjoy being able to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Well, and he's also super active, so it's not like he's just by himself alone with you. Oh, no, like, we're schooling yeah. during the day, and then we um, do stuff, out. obviously, like, besides that. And he does his gymnastics and his swim meets, or his swim team and, and meets. And um, he has friends he plays with, so it's not like he's not, not like I'm, like, locking him in his bedroom or something. Yeah. A recluse in the attic. Right. Not being able to do anything. Not being able to do anything. He yeah. does everything. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's tired. <laughs> so how about you, Andy? We've heard about Josie's opening and her her uh, all of a sudden weird laryngitis that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> I have just been ridiculously busy um, settling into my new role and then also like trying to cancel a photo shoot for the for this and they wouldn't let me cancel without charging money so I had to throw mm-hmm. together a photo shoot right um in less than a week so that was super fun that's a lot of fun um and I leave for London on Saturday so I don't think you should go because I'm jealous that's all oh that's fair um I was like <laughs> yeah me too we don't need to talk about it because I'll get stressed out. Because have I booked my hotel? I have none. <gasps> Andy, are you just going to go stay in a hostel? Listen, to tell you that I have been literally in analysis paralysis and like an ADHD anxiety choke cold is not even wrong. Like I've just had so much stuff going on that like I could not function. Right. And then I told y'all um, I had plans to do it yesterday. I got up and I was reading the book for today. And then I set an alarm and at 12, I was going to like plan on my trip. And then my bathroom exploded. And so that literally <laughs> <laughs> made me not get that done. Right. But yeah, no, I'm excited. It'll all come together. I'm not really worried. It's all going to work out. Yeah. All right. I'm fine. So, um, Josie, do you have a Harry Potter fact for us? Do I ever? It's short and sweet. Ooh, that's fun. Just like Sheila. It's about the books, not about the movies. Oh, I just went over that because she's short and she is kind of sweet, but she's like a sour patch kid. <laughs> I'm saucy sometimes. <laughs> we all are. At first you're sour, then you're sweet. <laughs> no. Wait, she likes like sweet and sour and then sweet. 
it just depends on the day and the time and you know look i understand i um (laughs) well we won't get into it okay okay the most commonly used sentence in the harry potter books was nothing happened nothing happened (laughs) harry potter what happened Nothing happened. happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Oh, that was a really bad accent. I would like to apologize to everyone out there. Please, yeah. Nothing happened. All right. Well, that's great. So, um, our book. Yes. We well, Josie picked it last month, and she picked "Run, Rose, Run" by Dolly Parton and James Patterson, and she twisted andy's elbow arm to read it with us so i mean so why did i really pick this book though i don't know why to be fair your twisting was not a lot you said do you want to read this i said sure (laughs) yeah it legit was like i know work is busy will you have time cool and he was naive and said yes (laughs) and then he planned a last minute trip to london yeah I mean, to be fair, when I picked this, we also were supposed to open this restaurant like a month ago, so. That's fair, yeah. But, no, like, even more than that, though, like, I love Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love her. She can do anything. And I just thought it was really interesting for her to write something that was, like, Supposed to be, you know, mystery kind of partnered up with James Patterson and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was like an interesting premise. And I mean, really, who doesn't love Dolly? Right. So and I knew Andy really liked Dolly and like mm-hmm. Sheila. I don't know if we ever thought of like actually Sheila and over in the <laughs> real yes. world. Yes. <laughs> Sheila and I have realized that over the years one genre of something that we never really discussed is music and we have very similar tastes in music. Yeah. So I don't know if I've actually ever been like, Hey, are you a Dolly Parton fan? But in my head I was like, Sheila's a fan. She'll like this. I like, <laughs> I like Dolly Parton music. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, I mean, like, I, mean I remember like nine to five and right. you know, like I, you know, I've enjoyed her music over the years. Yeah. I saw her live at Ravinia a couple years ago, and it was awesome. Oh, I wanted to go to that. I remember Yeah. That. It was so much fun. But, um, yeah, I just thought it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of, like, see her perspective on stuff. But she, I mean, also, she does a lot of stuff for, like, literary things and yeah. books in schools and book programs and well, stuff like that. And she's like she, definitely somebody who I'm like, I will give money to and like spend money on. And oh yeah, like for that. sure. She's definitely like more of a salamp. Uh, I can't say the word right now. The lamp <laughs> <laughs> I was Josius, but yes, she's that. And um, I don't know if you know this, but so there's Dollywood, and then Dollywood owns a bunch of other um parks or or like sister parks or whatever attached to the Dollywood name. And um, one of them is actually a couple of them I've visited. I have not been to Dollywood yet, but one of uh, one of them is Wild Adventures, which is where um, Dash and I sometimes go. 
Um, it's nearby. And then there was Callaway Gardens, which we went to a couple weeks ago for oh, Easter. Yeah, so they're um, like properties, Dollywood, yeah. that are, fall under the Dollywood name. But, uh, gosh, I think it was in February, uh, Dollywood announced that um, all their employees that work with Dollywood and or um, like Wild Adventures and those type of places, they would get free tuition. Yeah, which I was like, I I, I think I I sent like the picture or I screenshotted the headline and I sent it to Eric and I was like, Dash is getting a job at Dollywood or a sister property. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He would love doing something like that. I would love to go to Dollywood. One of my friends, her and her family, they took their two daughters um, from like Florida and did like this like circle like RV trip Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. And um they did make a stop in Dollywood and just seeing her snaps and pictures and hearing her talk about it, like I would totally go. I've yeah, never been we're gonna try either. to go before we move. From I Georgia. think what's fun is that sometimes um I've heard some stuff about like the fact that like she obviously goes as Dolly sometimes, but she has also gone just as herself, which I'm you're like, she's still Dolly. But I mean, like, no makeup, no hair, no right. wig, like, all the type mm-hmm. of stuff. And, like, people just don't realize it's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just, she can walk around, down, like, in all the places, and people just don't realize it's her. And I was like, part of me is like, that feels crazy. But then the amount of times I've seen, this sounds, that's about to sound pretentious, but I can't see any other way to say it. But a lot of times I've seen famous people and didn't realize, like, they were who, who they, were. they were. Yeah. Because out of context, you just don't expect it. And right. it's almost similar to like a Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe quote when she, they were like, how is no one recognizing you? And she was like, oh, because I'm not turned on. She mm-hmm. didn't turn on. As soon as she turned on the Marilyn Monroe walk and Persona, like the stance, yeah. people immediately knew who she was. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me when like they can like yeah. just turn it, like turn it off on things like that. I, I saw, saw a video of Dolly Parton and maybe... Josie shared it. I don't remember. But it was about the wigs. Like, she hasn't yeah, done her hair in, like, 40 that. years because <laughs> she's just been wearing wigs the whole time. Yeah, it was an older video. And she yeah. they were like, how long does it take you to do your hair? And she was like, oh, Lord, I don't know. She's like... I'm never there. I was she like, I'm never there when they get it ready for me. She's like, this is a wig. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. And I like that she chose that anonymity. Anonymity? Yeah. Anonymity. Whichever one of those is the correct word, fill in the blank. But mm-hmm. I I like that she chose that. But I also like that she chose that and she's also open about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, people are trying to like have her hair do this or do that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, like, she's like this is not me. This is not me. Yeah. 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 Um, um, also, isn't one reason we did the book to correct me if I'm wrong? Because it is a James Patterson book, and we have mm-hmm. had such strong opinions of the, <laughs> yeah. the last James Patterson. Our last James Patterson that was co-authored by um, him, yeah. We, it was not our favorite. It was, it was not our favorite. <laughs> it was not our favorite. We needed to do a James Patterson, like... Redo. Hopefully redo, like, I don't or know. Second chance, maybe? Yeah, yeah, second chance. Yeah. Because I feel like this is also one of those times, like, Sheila and I, when we do our novel episodes, <laughs> <laughs> we don't always talk beforehand because we don't want to give too much away. Right. 
But there is every once in a while where we'll be like, oh, oh I God. spent three minutes. Or yeah. like, oh, this one part dragged. Or like, yeah. I can't get past this one thing. And like, if we know, like, we'll see like where the other person is at to be like, okay, oh, I God. just really need to get in gear and like read it or whatever. Yeah. So, but I feel like this one was one where it's just like, are we reading it? Like, where are we at? Um, I know Sheila was real worried at one point because we had talked. I can't remember. I think we were getting ready to record a Tipsy's episode mm-hmm. or something. And Sheila's like, I'm done with Run Rose Run, so just tell me when you guys are done. And I was like, I've opened. I think you were like a quarter of the way through <laughs> or something like that. I Yeah, not even that much. I think I, think I was like 10, per, well, maybe 15% or something. Andy was like, I have to go by. I, I was like, I have the book. Sheila's face immediately was like, uh, and Andy was like, yeah, that was immediately Sheila being like, Josie barely opened the book. Andy barely has it. I mean, that was like two weeks ago. I just want to say that was like two weeks ago. No, and you're right with that timing. (laughs) I don't know. I I'm not the same, obviously, as y'all. We all know this. Mm. I'm not as much of an avid reader as you, and I have to be like in the mental space to read. That's fair. And even with this time, I really wasn't. Like, I was having to force myself to read, which what has nothing to do with the book. But it was also, like, I was just like, dang. I was like, I really need to be better about this. Because it has nothing to do with the book. It was just literally me being like, I was calculating. I was like, okay, I've read this many pages. And it was in this many hours. So that means it's going to take me approximately this if I read at the same speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I go fall asleep and take a nap and and the dangers. I literally fell asleep this week and missed dinner. Like I got off of work. I was like, let me stretch out for a second and woke up at three. Oh. <laughs> You're tired. Oh um, tired. Much baby. like in the intro, I don't skip meals, but I'm gonna be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also was like for some reason with this book, and maybe it is because I read the last James Patterson book, so I wanted to actually read it and compare and see. Because mm. I remember with the last book that we read of his, it legit was like chapter one, and then it was like a paragraph, and then it was like chapter two, and then it was yeah. like three pages. Chapter four, like, I mean, there was like, a, the book was, what, 250 pages, and I think there was like 92 chapters. It was a lot of chapters, yeah. Um, so I think part of me, too, wanted to make sure I actually read this book and not listen to it, which in hindsight, oh, I probably, sh- yeah, in hindsight, I probably should just listen to it and not worried about it because I have been driving so much. Right. But it's fine. Like, I, like, I read it. It was fine. And when I sat down, like, I was excited to read it again, but we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, so there, that was another reason. Yes. Please read us the synopsis. Let me get my book jacket. (laughs) Just like that. Ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. A thriller from America's most beloved superstar and its greatest storyteller. A young singer-songwriter on the rise and on the run is determined to do whatever it takes to survive. Every song tells a story. She's a star on the rise, singing about the hard life behind her. She's also on the run, in case you didn't catch that the first time. Find a future, lose a past. Nashville is where she's come to claim her destiny. It's also where the darkness she fled might find her. 
and destroy her. Mm. Run, Rose, run. It's a novel <laughs> glittering with danger and desire. A story that only America's number one beloved entertainer and its number one best-selling author could have created. <laughs> You're welcome. I like yeah. how you went into Andy announcer voice at the beginning and the end, but somewhere in the middle, you're like, it was like back to normal. Like, like deep in the heart of Nashville. Deep in the heart of Nashville. Like, I think it was the red parts that like he switched yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know, Andy or Sheila, which one of you want to go first? What'd you think? Of, what were your initial feelings of this book? Andy, go ahead. I actually really liked it. Sorry, what? I shouldn't have looked at Jersey. I looked at your face at first, and I really liked it. And then I was like, "Did you?" But that. Was... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, my back and everything's real sore, so I'm like literally just trying to sit like kind of comfortable. Good. Um, no, I actually really liked it a thousand times better than the last James Patterson book that we read. Mm. But also, I think that has a lot to do for me with the subject matter. Mm. like of what it is and um also like I don't know if y'all did or not but I 1000% read Ruth Ann's I'm gonna go with that's how I read her name I don't know if that's how y'all read her name Ruth Ann's voice is Dolly Parton Mm -hmm. so it was like I read it I didn't do it on purpose like just the first page when her name came up I was like and there's Dolly's voice Mm -hmm. um interesting but so like I read it as that and then but then there was also moments where I was like this person also reminds me of Reba and so there were like in Mm. my head I just kept like formulating different stuff and like I was like I honestly at the end of it I kind of wanted it to be like based off of a true story from like you know like one of those moments um it didn't happen Unless I didn't read far enough, so somebody let me know. <laughs> That's but, funny that um, you say Reba, because I kind of, sorry to interject, I kind of got yeah. a Reba. I also got a Naomi Judd. Rest in peace. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Rest in peace, Naomi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. RP, yeah. But I think it was just because I think immediately what made me not go Dolly was they talked about the red hair that she has. Mm. Oh. That Ruth Ann had. We don't know what her real hair color is. Which, to be fair, right? Fair, we don't. But, um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it was just that, like, I actually, now, they did the chapter thing again, which, I mean, I won't lie, helped me be able to get the book done on time, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> it, it really is just like, here's a collection of thought, and they're like, and switch, whether they're switching <laughs> from a perspective of a new person, whether they were switching from the perspective of a new person, or they are changing to a different scene. It's like they always use a new chapter as that versus just like tying the multiple things together. Mm-hmm. So I think like in this one, it just didn't bother me as much. But like, I like the characters. There wasn't a whole, now that we're really starting to like, y'all aren't getting into it. I'm currently just the one talking. But <laughs> I was going to be like, now that we're getting into it. Um, <laughs> like, was there a lot we're of just, characters? We're just these reflective things that he gets yeah. to look at. Like, was there a lot of character growth for me? No, mm-hmm. not really. But also, again, I just, I guess maybe because I lived in Nashville, there was a part of me that always thought that, like, 
given the chance or if I had the gumption to do things, maybe my life would have been different. I'm not upset with where my life is. I'm just saying would have been like, so like, I think I was a little more enraptured with that aspect of it and like the I'm going to do whatever it takes type of thing. Also, they kept mentioning things that I know where it is. Right. And so I was like, oh, that's this. Or they were like down here. And I'd be like, so in my head, I was like literally picturing like right. all the different things. Um, is cat's paw real? I don't think so. No. Okay. I didn't think so either, but you were talking about real places. And I was like, well, when they were talking about like mentioned? obviously Broadway, but they were, then they were talking <laughs> like about like the park, park, like park. street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were talking about different parks and like, now I'm going to say the wrong thing, like Painter's Alley. And that's, I don't know if that's right. Mm-hmm. They talked about it. So, like, there was just some different things like that that I was just, like, kind of latched on to. But then do I feel like it could have been shorter? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. That last, I'll say when they finally revealed what was going on, took a hard left. Like, I knew it was some things. I knew it had to be dark for her to completely change her name, change who she is, lie to everybody do all this stuff but damn if that didn't take a hard left to make also as you know um josie our friend kendall one of your other best friends like she it suddenly made me think about when she was asking you questions about appalachia and like the people in the mountains um Mm. because like again this kind of unknowingly paint some of the same picture that everyone talks about mm, when they talk mm-hmm. about them. Not the rich culture, not this, just straight up. Oh, you're from the hills. Like you're the like hill. The hillbillies, yeah. Like when are you talking about like where she actually came from when her real life was revealed? Yeah, or yeah. With the story she made up? No. Because like, I feel like the story she made uh-oh. up could have very been that where it was like, oh, we were like kind of survivalist and like um we worked the land or we did this and I'm just like well like not everybody's like that (laughs) no and honestly I think because I knew that was a made-up story like I didn't even process it until they literally talked about her actual hometown right and they're like just keep going until you see the dead baby dolls hanging from the tree and then you need to go about 500 more yards and then you want to get out and you want to like I was just like, oh, I mean, those people exist. Like oh, the deliverance, sure. <laughs> the deliverance, yeah. the deliverance guys, yeah. Like you're like, um, go past the baby doll heads when you hear the banjos. That's when you know you got this. <laughs> well, and I'm glad it didn't happen, and I'm glad they didn't fall into this trope. Did they come close to it? Yes, but we've also talked about books before where I'm like, or we talked about movies, um, different stuff where I'm like. I know that it happens, but I'm also very tired of reading about characters getting raped or almost mm-hmm. raped or things like that. And like, mm-hmm. it came very close multiple times, but like, right. didn't happen. Which I mean, I think it's a good, a good and bad thing because of just how, you know, you don't want anybody reading the story and start thinking like hitchhiking is a good idea. Right. Like, no. Well, I think, like, the very first hitchhiking story in the book kind of shows that, like, this is not something you should be doing. Yeah, it's like, she's like, he seems really nice, and then she wakes up and his um, hand is on her leg, and I'm just like, like, yeah. But how badass was that when she sold that truck? Yeah. 
I would have been, he would been right there opening the door, and I'd been like, give me 15 more minutes. I don't know how to work a straight shift. <laughs> I don't know if she really knew how to work it either. I think she just yeah. like, did it. She figured it out. Until she made it. I mean, it probably would like you would have been hearing me go. You <laughs> 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 would be literally walking beside it, like, "Are you done?" No. <laughs> what did you think of it, Sheila? Um, it was okay. <laughs> it was incredibly slow. And I did fall asleep multiple times, but I thought that was also because, like, of the you were tired. Yeah. Um, so I chose to do audiobook because I had finished all my books and and like Josie had told me. And so like I think that night, like I was like, I don't even know if any place in Albany has it. And I was going to if anything, I was going to have to order it or go to Columbus to get it. So I was like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to. I have an audible credit, so I decided to do audible. And I thought, well, since it's supposed to have like, you know, like this aspiring singer that like they could have gone to the level of where like that you you actually heard some of the music because I'm like, it's Dolly Parton and everything. Mm. And um, oh, on the audio version, is that what you mean? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, like sometimes it, audibles will do that. Like, if there's songs, they'll actually... I've never listened it. to a book, so I legitimately don't... Yeah. yeah, so some audio... So what happens with a lot of audiobooks that do have um, some sort of song, like somebody singing a song, or... So some will, like, like the, the narrator will just, like, sing the song. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. And then sometimes they actually, like, they'll put the music in and the person singing it, like... It really just depends on, like, the production of the book. And I thought, I was like, surely this is going to happen. It wasn't like that. The So there was, like, the main narrator, and then they had um, other people doing certain voices, like Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, she did the voice? She was um, Annie Lee. Um, Dolly Parton was Ruth Ann. I don't remember who, uh, what's Ethan? was. Ethan. I don't remember who Ethan was. I know he may have just been some like random guy. Random guy that I don't know. But um to be like a country superstar right now, like some <laughs> random guy. He probably is. <laughs> I'm just like I'm in Sheila's own little world right now. Yeah. But, like I know Kelsey Ballerini and I've obviously I know Dolly Parton. <laughs> but um but like like Kelsey was literally like the the drive song or whatever like or the first like the first like four or whatever I, I in my head I'm imagining it's like the first four lines of her yeah song that she's like created in her head while she's waiting for that truck to come pick her up it's just being sad and I'm yeah. like and like and so I was just I was expecting more on the music part of this and um. I remember at like the two hour mark in the book, something kind of finally big happened. Like she got attacked. It was like her first attack. Well, yeah, in the, the alley. And I was like, oh, we're like halfway done. Yeah. <laughs> I still had like eight hours. I, I almost did not finish. And I am not a do not finisher usually. This book was really hard for me to finish. And I don't know if it was because of the audio. Really? It was incredibly slow. It was 
I just, I didn't like Annie Lee. Like, she was just very, she, she was kind of whiny, and then it was kind of very, Josie talked about it with Bridgerton last week, where Kate was just kind of all very um, feministic, I guess, you know, and like mm. not willing for to help or whatnot. And I just felt like it was a lot of that, like just, I, I guess, and I'm a small person, I guess I just didn't like her, like always hating being called small or little, you know, even when it was a term of endearment, like the guy at the bar, he was like, oh, my little Somberg, Somberg is back. And she's like, Ugh. you know, like, I get yeah. it. But I mean, you're 25 years old at this point in your life, and you're tiny. <laughs> you're tiny. <laughs> Use it to well, your. Well, some man. of that too is just like the persona that she just built of like. Yeah. I mean, at that point, she was just messing with him of like. I think I was also no. I think she bad. was serious. She didn't like it. She didn't yeah. like a lot of things the way it was read. Oh no no no! I am like I just think there was some of it where it was like I don't know. We don't this is me getting into your time and I shouldn't be, hmm. but I'm almost like the amount of stuff that she went through. Oh no. I well, can't. yeah, but they, they don't really ever explain why she hates being called little. She I think it's just a posturing. Like, don't you ever try to F with me because I can take you type thing. And that's how I took it. I didn't take I it didn't that way. I took it way. as a small woman that just didn't like, one didn't like, didn't want anybody's help anywhere. Even when mm-hmm. she's in, like, she's been living in a park, and Ruth Ann, or not Ruth Ann, yeah, Ruth Ann's like, yeah. come live in my frickin' mansion, and she's like, oh, no, I can't do that, I'm gonna go live in the park but again. But I stole your guitar. I, I mean, I can't I just, stay here for a night, but I stole your Like, guitar. there's a difference between, like, not knowing what to do, or, like, having struggle taking help, and then straight up not taking any help that's, like... Yeah. And that's what this was. Yeah, it was, you. yeah. It was just, it was very, I just had a very difficult time with this. And so then, like, I, after I finished the book, and I finished it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and I told you all I finished it because I had to push through it or I wasn't going to finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, it was very difficult for me for this book. And so, like, I even made Eric listen to it because I'm like, Eric, if I don't listen to it with you in the car with me, I'm never going to finish this book because I don't want to turn it on. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh, like, Run Rose Run is Sheila's life of pie. <laughs> so here's the thing. This book is supposed to be like a thriller suspense. There's no thriller suspense no. until the last two hours of this book. And here's the other thing. Do- I did research after this. I typed in like Run Rose Run and a whole bunch of things came up. Dolly Parton wrote songs yeah. while she was writing this book. There's an album I was going to tell you Run, that. Rose, I just really yeah. I've listened to some of it. I haven't had a chance to listen to all of it. Some of the songs I like. Some of them I haven't gotten there yet. So I what bothered me is that, oh, you wrote the damn songs. This is not on her. This is production. This is whoever. Right. But you didn't put it into the audio. That could have made it ten times better. Well, Honestly, like, there's not a single point in this entire book where you get a complete song lyric at any point. You only get a verse or two verses. Where, like, I've read books in the past where there's, like, songwriters, there's songwriters or poets or whatever, and you see, at some point in the book, you see a completed 
song or poem. I just think it was kind of neat that. at the end where they had all yeah, the songs. Yeah, at the end. And I get that, I guess. But the thing is, is like you can still see, like she's saying, I sing, I'm singing, or she, you know, she's singing, blah blah blah, and she's singing like her her one line, like mm-hmm. Kelsey Ballerini or whoever was singing whatever line at whatever time could have done it instead of. Uh-huh. Just like flat reading. Does that <laughs> be like? And then Annie Lee started to sing. Right. You it's drove just, like seeking through the night, finding my daylight, like whatever right. it is. Like, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, especially words. since the songs had been already written. I don't know. And yeah. then there's gonna be a movie. Oh, good. So. I'm just gonna tell you now. Save your save your ten hours. Wait for the movie. <laughs> so here's my thought. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just did not enjoy this book. It was very difficult for me. That's fair. Um, I know you all love Dolly. I'm sorry, Dolly. Look, I love Dolly too, but maybe James Patterson's not the person you need to book, like double up with. Okay, so like. So I I did not think the book was slow. Did you read it or listen? You read it, read it. I read it. And like um, I said, I it might remember. have been the audio. It really might have been right. the audio. Had I Which, read it, I might not have thought it was slow, but it was really slow. To be perfectly slow. honest, when I when I do book clubs or I, I talk about people with books, one of the things I always ask is, like, how many people read it? How many people have done audio? Because I do think you get completely different experiences. For sure. Because mm-hmm. I remember the book Defending Jacob. I got... Um, I listened to the audio book of that and there were parts where like the buildup of the yelling would happen. Whereas like the people who read it in the book felt like it was either two extremes. It was like Mm. calm or yelling because of how the author chose to write. Like it was all caps or it was like nothing. So I do think that that can make a huge difference. There's the thing is like, I read the book. I, I didn't have the problem going back to it that I've had in the past with some Mm -hmm. books. I enjoyed the book until the end. I thought the ending was very underwhelming. And when, like, by the time, like, Annie Lee got, like, basically knocked out in an alley. Mm -hmm. She's keeping her gun. She fought in her hotel room for something. She fought Mm -hmm. in a different hotel room and stuck her stiletto in some guy's eye. And... It's not that I needed something. I didn't need her to run away from something really crazy. I just felt that the way they presented what she ran away from was underwhelming. Mm. Because also it, was it surprising was, that she wasn't the hero? No. I remember at the end of it, I was like, this is all just very freaking tidy. Yeah. Sorry, Which, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, like, (laughs) I, like, so, I enjoyed it to a point, but I definitely get Sheila's point where I'm like, Annie Lee just was making me very frustrated, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, there's a difference between being hard-headed and wanting to do things your way, and then, like, not seeing the opportunity right in front of your face Mm -hmm. when it's given to you, and... It was like, I understand having a past that you don't want to, like, tell anybody your past. 
But also at the same time, like, I felt like Ethan's big reveal was bigger than Annie Lee's big reveal. For sure. Where, like, why he doesn't really want to go up front and why he had a hard time and, like, how Ruth Ann really helped him mm-hmm. and what he wants to do and why it's important for him. I like, also had a hard time with his timeline as a soldier. Like, yeah. the way it was written, I'm like, he should have got, because he, he finished as a captain, and so he should have been, like, 30. A, a captain in the Army, it's around 28 or 27, 28 years old. And we we know he got out as a captain, and I we don't know like was he twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty? You know, like we don't mm-hmm. know that. But I just felt like like they're talking about his story, and he's like, and they were like, I married the girl at nineteen, and then we were at whatever mm-hmm. base. I don't even know if they said a base, but I was imagining um, the one in North Carolina um, in Fayetteville, uh, and I just I'm like. He was 19. Like, he has to go to college. He has to have a degree. And he's 22. Like, I just didn't feel like the time, like, unfortunately, my military experience, like, really, I was, I got hung up on things because of things I know personally, well, experience personally. So, I was like, this is weird. But, yeah. This is starting to feel like the, um, seeing my dogs. But, um. (laughs) <laughs> a different book Andy <laughs> I'm like what um, no like I don't know like I just kind of feel like at this point with a James Patterson book I'm just it's never the big reveal I want it to be it's never mm-hmm. as shocking as I think it's going to be like Andy mentioned it and we had talked about it like kind of right before we started recording where it's like there's so many chapters. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did find startling is that so much of the book or the beginning of the book is in Annie Lee's voice. Yeah. So the first chapter when it switched, I think it switched to Ethan first. It was just kind of like shocking for a second. And I was like, oh, or I shouldn't say shocking. It was like jarring where I was just like, oh, wait, like yeah. different voice. Like, this isn't Annie Lee anymore. And I kind of thought the whole thing was going to be in Annie Lee's. But then I was glad it wasn't in Annie Lee's voice. Yeah. um, Because of that. And then I did find it interesting that it's kind of like, you know, Ruth and Ethan and Annie Lee all kind of had a past that they were running from. Mm -hmm. Uh And it was like through their friendship they were able to have those pasts come out and just be like, don't let these other things destroy you because of this. So there were some very subtle things that I'm like, okay, like you can like look at this, but I've also feel like I've read other books with that same theme yeah, where it says it a lot more direct and a lot better. Mm -hmm. There was a moment when I was reading and I mean, I was a good three fourths seven eights into the book where I was like dang all of these people had some trauma they all had issues yeah and then I made fun of myself I was like well no like we knew it we all, all do along, but yeah. it was just this moment too where I was just like oh they're all fucked up we're all, <laughs> but aren't like, we all up? we all have yeah well, and I also want to say I did find her annoying I just didn't find her as annoying as some of the other things that we've read 
And so I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I don't know. It was one of those things mm-hmm. where it was slow, but it also didn't feel like they did a whole lot of, like, where, you know, you watch the new Batman and they're always telling Batman of, like, this is how Batman became Batman. Like, it didn't feel like a lot of that. It was also, like, moving with sprinkles of that along the way when you were reading it. But they did do a lot of it where I'm also... But I did have a moment when she fell through the skyline and she was still not telling anybody what was going on. And I was like, this feels very much like Pretty Little Liars. And I'm like, just tell the police. It just made me so mad. Right. I'm just like... Like, you were literally in there. All it's going to take is someone to go in there and find your bloody stiletto. Like, it's not going right, to take a lot. Right. Um, and you've just but, been traveling all over the country with this guy that you are, like, falling in love with. And right. you can't trust him. Like, mm-hmm. come on, girl. Which then, I also right. was very surprised. Like, I assumed abusive husband. I ass- assumed all those things. Did I assume selling her? No. Right. I was like, but they also didn't really go far into it. Not that I felt like they needed to, but like, I didn't really like, I I was like, oh, that's kind of what I keep going back and forth with, though, because I'm like, I feel like they would have like, I almost wish they would have done that reveal earlier. earlier. Yeah. And then been like, maybe have had some more excitement or things go through like. Or internal dialogue, like, the, I want to trust him, but I can't, and, like, you know. Like, right. Like, no, yeah. but, like, I mean, like, I I kind of wish, like, it's not that I needed detail. Like, I felt like the detail around the abuse that what she happened? was experiencing was the perfect amount for this book. Yeah. This book was not, like, really heavy, like, let's get into the shit. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I mean, I read a book earlier this month that was a true story about some abuse, and I was, like, listening to some of the stuff that was going on, and I'm like, this is just insane, like, what these people are going through. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't need anything like that. James Patterson mm-hmm. books are not like that. I would not expect Dolly to kind of be that dark. But... To read, like, okay, because here's the other thing, like, this, I think, like, this is also why I did feel a little bit underwhelmed, because I was reading it on my Kindle, and you can see how many pages are in the book, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, like, when, I think I had messaged you guys, where I was like, I have, like, 50 more pages, and I'm good, I woke up early, like, before my alarm one morning, so it was literally, like, 4.30 in the morning, and I was like, Okay, my alarm went off. I was like, I got to get, I have like these like 58 pages. I got to get out. Like, let's just read as much as I can. Then I'll get up and start getting ready for work. And I finished the book and I was like, what are the other 50 pages? Oh, yeah. Because it literally was like, she went home, Ethan found her, he would have killed him, she wanted to kill him, she told the cop, I can't talk to you, they got the new cop, and then she was like, this is what I've been hiding. And then and she then, was on the CMA stage. And then it was nine months <laughs> later, she was on the CMA stage, and then yeah. she sang her songs, which also I was like, okay, I've never been to this live, I've only ever seen... A TV performance. I don't think they let the performers talk that much in between. Yeah. Like it's you're at your own concert, so that also kind of annoyed it's me. But weird, I was, yeah. But I was like, it can I happen, but it's not. I was like, not. I don't know. It's not like I'm not as 
an expert on that. So whatever. I just kind of like let that go. Right. But then all of a sudden it was just over. And I was like, what, what? That's I don't it? disagree like, with you. What are, what are the 50 pages? And then Honestly, it was the nine every month single jump song. For me. From, it was the nine every month single source. song. Yeah. So I just like, I also felt like maybe I was expecting more because I thought that we were really going to get into it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, okay, like, this is a good setup. Like, let's talk about, like, the trial. Let's talk about, like, I wanted to kind of learn what happened to her sisters. Like, did her sisters, did she help her sisters out of the abusive, like, life? Like, Like, are are, are they living with her and Ethan now? Is she just having a better life and saying F you? Yeah, basically. So I do think that they could have gone into... Like, even the trial was like, well, with the help of this officer, she believed me, and we did it. You know, it was just like, like the hand at the end with the frozen screen, like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So it just, like Sheila said, it just ended really clean. And it left me with, like, so many questions of Mm -hmm. what happened to her sisters. I mean, okay, so they they did it something to this man like d or whatever his name was but then it's like die he's still alive right and they built a case against him did it actually go through were there other people involved was it deeper because one of the guys catch all the guys that one of the guys that came after her was the one that he sold her to right so then it was like so what like what is really the end it was almost like we want to be a thriller oh we're oh we're finally at the exciting part okay let's not go too dark this is kind of a light book it wasn't a thriller it wasn't a suspense like i was irritated with how little suspense there was Mm-hmm. Because you know, I was like, I honestly didn't process it was a thriller. I probably went into it with a different mindset. <laughs> well, because that's his thing is like thriller. Well, look and at suspense. your jacket. Look at the the book jacket that you have right there. Doesn't it say it's a thriller on it? Yeah, Maybe. but I don't ever. This is also something I processed before. I never read book jackets. Like if I pick up a book, I just read it. I don't ever read the back. I'm like, okay. Well, no, I'm just legitimately asking. Like, does it oh, say does that it? it's a thriller on there? Because Maybe it doesn't even say that, and I just I saw James Patterson thriller. Or I have no sister. idea. But if you, this is a thriller from America's most beloved superstar <laughs> and its greatest storyteller. It's yeah. The second word it says. Um, when you Google it, like what genre it is, it says thriller, suspense, southern fiction. I would say southern fiction is correct. Yeah. I would not say the other two. Like I, I mean, there's like touches of there's suspense. moments. But I wasn't Honestly, like though, wanting to come back and finish it or oh, find what happened out. to the Even, girls from Vegas? Like, are they doing okay? Do they have to clean up all the blood that I'm assuming was coming out of her? Because she had giant gashes in their leg, and they were just like sisters forever. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah, like oh. those girls. Yeah, I think it's, I know you. Where do I know you from? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know. But I mean, even like, honestly, like even the attacks, though, that they made on her, those could have even been more suspenseful. Mm -hmm. It literally was like, I thought I saw a shadow. And then it was like she got knocked on the head and somebody was like on her. And you're like, "Okay, make her better behave or we know who you are. Right. Like say a menacing voice is in the shadow, like something, give it something. I just felt like the parts, like 
not a lot darker, just a splash darker. Sure. And it and then it would have been like a little bit better. Yeah. I don't disagree with you about the ending. I honestly like when it jumped the nine months, I was like, Come say what? Like, I'm like, she's like, pregnant. I was like, what just <laughs> happened? But it was also, and I won't lie, and this is gonna make people be like, did you like the book? I was also just wanting to maybe be done. Not because it was just again, because I just wasn't I was like making sure I was ready for tonight versus just like reading the book. Mm-hmm. And so literally like when it jumped and then it was just like suddenly done, I was like, I'm done. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, oh, the songs are here. But then I also immediately started putting melodies to the song. And but I didn't read all the songs because that's a lot of songs. But like I read up for, <laughs> like a couple of them and I was like imagining how they would sound in my head. But I think honestly, I was just like, oh, OK, I think I was happy to be done so that I wouldn't be putting y'all in a place of not being able to record. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then there's me. I was just happy to be done because I could, I couldn't, I didn't want to finish. I was like, thank God it's over. Thank God. And I'm sure Josie's had books like that where like she's, you finally finished and you're like, thank God that's over because I'm, I'm just done with it. And that was me. Yeah. There's definitely been books like that that I've read for this podcast to come to mind immediately. But, um, I feel like finishing this book when I did finish it, I, again, I feel kind of like I'm the happy medium between the both of you, but mm-hmm. I also feel a little bit more like I read it because I was enjoying it. Like, I would yeah. sit here and read it for a really long time. But also, I mean, there was one day I was like, okay, I'm going to read all day long because this is like the day I have to read. Mm-hmm. But then I was also completely filled with anxiety and I just sat there and really couldn't do much at all that day. So it was like, I felt a little pressure to finish it in time, but not as much pressure as Andy because (laughs) I knew I was going to, well, because I knew I was going to finish it last week just because of like how I read. I knew I was going to finish it. And, um, I wasn't worried about that at all. I think if I would have been really worried about it, I would have switched to Audible mm-hmm. and just downloaded it, which I knew I didn't need to do that. So I actually yeah. heard you in my head because you were like, you're a fast reader. And I was like, I am. I have to prove I'm a fast reader. <laughs> I can get this book done. When honestly, like the first little bit, it caught me right away. Yeah. It was yeah. picking it up the second time. Like, if I would have been able to sit down and just read the entire book, I probably would have finished it. But picking it up the second time and getting back into it was actually harder for me. Mm. Then if I probably just would have been able to read until, like, I just needed to stop. I sat down quite a few times with this book, probably more than other books in the past, where I had, like, some time in between my readings and... I may have only read like 20 pages at a time. There were quite a few nights where I was reading it like right before bed. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't feel like I had any problems going back to it. And I didn't have any problems jumping right back into the story. I mean, here's the thing, like James Patterson, so far, any James Patterson book I've read, they're all kind of formulated. So it's, yeah. They're written they're written to make it easy for you to jump back in. And 
I do think that with this book, the shorter chapters worked better. Yeah. Mm. I didn't feel like there were a lot of points. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of points where there was, like, a plot hole or, like, okay, why did you get out of that conversation or why did you just switch all of a sudden where it was like, oh, we don't want to go too deep in this. I didn't feel like there was a lot of stuff like that. But I do think that part of what made it really easy is that it was easy to get through a chapter to have an ending point, to have a new starting point. Because if your chapters are too long, you're like, okay, wait, what happened in this chapter? Right. Oh, yeah, I got to do this. Yeah. Like, if you have a chapter that's like 20 to 30 pages, you're like, I, what? I don't even Sometimes know. Sometimes you're happens. like, okay, I'm going to finish this chapter. And you're like, oh, my God, it's 40 more yeah, pages. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there, I mean, I felt like that was easy enough. Like there wasn't yeah. anything too, too horrible with that. So overall ratings, I'm going to go with it was solid. But also I think that's partly because like I heard Dolly. I enjoyed the songwriting portion of it in the Nashville vibe. Again, it could have been shorter, but I, I definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't suggest it to someone. Like if if they're a Dolly fan or something like that, I'd be like, <laughs> read it. I'd be like, I think it's I think it's so. I I didn't pick up as much on the formulaic stuff as I did in that other, but that other book, um, I'd still want to burn it. But like <laughs> this one, I think I it just wasn't as much for me. But I'm like, sorry. On this podcast, we do not condone. I'm going to turn it into a nice art piece. I honestly, I would suggest this book because I know a lot of people who are country fans and I think they would still enjoy it. So, but I'm not going to just suggest it to anybody. No. I have already told a friend not to read it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on a, I'm in a, a marine spouse's page on Facebook and someone's like, if you have a book or if you have time and you want to read something, read Run Rose Run. I loved it and blah blah blah. My friend Sally was like, I have been wondering. She's like, I love Dolly. I hate James Patterson. Mm. And so I messaged her and I'm like, actually what I said was save your money and your audible credit and just wait for it to come out at the library like I'm like it's not that great if you don't like James Patterson I still don't think you're gonna like this like I feel like that's her answer right there like if you hate James Patterson you're not gonna enjoy the book because it's even though like that's kind of what I want to know is and we talked about this before with the last James Patterson book. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. how much is he writing and how much is he advising? And, right. I just feel like, I don't know, like, I just feel like if you don't like James Patterson, you're not going to like this style. Right. And so I told her, I might, I would save your, and I, and I said it earlier, I save your 10 hours of reading a book or listening to the audiobook and just wait till the movie comes out. I think it's also safe to say <laughs> if you are going to and try to enjoy the book, read it. Maybe read it. But I don't yeah. know, but like I but there's other people that were on that thing that were like, "Oh, I'm listening to it and I love it." And like I had somebody I'm like, "It's slow." I, I I gave all my reasons and I had very like I was very specific and somebody's like, "Oh, I'm loving it." 
I love the whole music aspect and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, or they're listening to it too. And they're like, I'm loving the whole music aspect. No, I mean, I love the whole, I, it's not that I didn't like that. I think the audio production could have been phenomenal. And it wasn't, and it was production choices. It was not having the lines that she has written and she has music and she has recorded for having Kelsey Ballerini seeing them without musical background. It doesn't need the musical background. If she's just singing the song, the, the line, like she would be walking around, which is honestly how I heard it. Cause I do that. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. I, I, I make up songs as I'm doing all sorts of and stuff. And that didn't happen. And I think that's like part of like, I was expecting this because one Dolly Parton two. You know, like, I was just, I, I was just like, you know, it's Dolly Parton, you know, like, she's going to make sure that her music is in this. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just fell really flat as an audiobook for me. For and I do think I might have enjoyed it better if I had bought the hard copy, but mm-hmm. I mean, hindsight. I will say that I have like one audiobook that was amazing and it was about a musical group was Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm. And I've had pe- like I've been in groups on Facebook where people are like, "Oh, I like this book wasn't that great or people like absolutely loved it." And I will say that like the majority of the people who've enjoyed that book the most loved the production of it on Audible and it was like you had a bunch of different people. It was like a band, like a band, I think in like the seventies mm-hmm. or eighties, and they were kind of like talking about their history. But like just the whole production of it and everything, like you're like, okay, like this is a music book. Like it's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And yeah, I, just, but- I guess I just set my ex- expectations like up here for the musicality of it, and oh, yeah. it was like. Everything I was, was about flat. to be like, why? We hated the last book. And then well, you said musicality. And I'm like, the musicality, yeah. Like, I just was expect, like I said, I was expecting them to sing, you know, or at least, like, kind of put, like, some tone and inflection into the verses. And I mean, it, it wasn't. It was just they would, I feel like if they would have just used like typical narrators like they're like in one of my book clubs that I do over zoom um we've noticed that some of our favorite books if we're listening to them on audible has the same narrator and I have narrators that I will absolutely get if I know they're reading like if I know that narrator's reading I will get the book and and listen to it because I just like their intonations I like their tone I like all that stuff because it makes a huge difference it does if I mean look war and peace I'm not expecting this book to be amazing but (laughs) I tried downloading it because audible had it for free and it's Mm -hmm. like 65 hours right it's long and I had to stop it I forced myself to go through four of the ten parts of this book of this book that was like two years ago too yeah and I had to stop it because the old man reading it was so 
freaking boring. And I'm like, dude, this you're already reading a book that's in Russia, like originally in Russian, translated to English about war and like rich people just <laughs> carrying on about stupid stuff. If you're talking like this, it's very yeah hard to get through. Like you just can't <laughs> talk like that. No, and you have to you have some inflection. You have to do certain things. And it's not it's not that Kelsey Ballerini didn't have inflection for Annie Lee. Or I'm the sure guy she that because Annie Lee is annoying. So, but like I just like like I said, it was really like it's written so- with inflection, Andy. It's, she's annoying. <laughs> she's so annoying. <laughs> I hate her. She, I hate her. So I did not like her. Ethan, so, Ethan was probably when we go, when one we of my favorite, favorite but the bartender. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna put it out now. The bartender that gave her her first chance. I don't remember his yeah. name. Dave, Bill. Joe, I don't know Billy. his name. Is it Billy? Billy. Billy. I was just putting out a whole bunch of random names. I said I did say Bill. I liked him probably the best. I liked Ethan too. And I mean I liked Ruth Ann, but like I don't know. There was something like I just like I really Bill. liked Ruth Ann's assistant. Oh yeah, yeah. She was I, she was a little She smart. wasn't my favorite character, but I did really like her. I, I did like her. But um yeah, I did not like I mean Annie Lee was fine, but like I I have no love for her. I'm I'm sure she's a great musician. She's not real. <laughs> well, but also like that's the whole thing too is like Ugh. I think part of the thing that made me have a hard time with her is that they were talking about her natural raw talent and how she's mm-hmm. just like, oh, once she started singing, you just couldn't get her your eyes off of her. You couldn't take them away. Mm-hmm. And all these people wanted her and like all this stuff. And then she'd just be like, don't call me little. And she's like storming out of offices. And you're like, okay, you might be good, but you're not that good. You still got to like try a little bit. But like, there's something about characters when they, when you have that, like understanding of them where it's like, oh, you just can't rip your eyes away from them. Mm -hmm. You also kind of want them to be a good person. And it's not that she's, it's not that she's a bad person. It's that I probably wouldn't want to sit in a room with her and talk to her for too long. Mm -mm. No. At the Mm -hmm. risk of sounding crazy. (laughs) Okay. I'm curious if it's because y'all are females. You know, it might be. You know how they say, you know, sometimes they say, like, females judge other females the harshest. Like, I'm not saying she was right. There was a lot of times where I'm like, girl, you're doing what now? But, mm-hmm. like, I'm curious if that has anything to do with it. Because you're like, how dare she not be appreciative of the opportunities that she's getting or I think she was appreciative. I think she was appreciative, but I think it was like there was a hard-headedness about it. Yeah. That like, just didn't need to be there. Like, right. she was so scared of her past that she couldn't, like, she was so scared of her past, or like, I don't think even, well, a little scared. I feel like she was trying to run away from her past so hard that she couldn't see anything genuine right in front of her well and And i think it's that like i like yeah i have a hard time with people who are so blocked that 
you're just like you kind of just want to look at them and be like you don't even realize what you have like well it's that and then she was also putting people in danger because of that so like they're driving home from the airport and uh ethan starts getting followed in his truck by some scary truck or whatever and you know he starts doing evasive movers and then she's like don't fucking do that I also really wanted and, there to be an explosive fight between them and her. He's yeah. like, tell me what is going on. I see. I then, think from that point, Ethan kind of annoyed me a little more where I'm just like, quit being a puppy and trying to figure out what is going on. I, I mean, I think like, if well, he tried, I think if talk he, about it. And I'm well, like, I think even if ready he, to talk about it, lock our ass in a room and let's talk about it. I think even if he tried, she still wouldn't tell him. Yeah. Like, she had to, like, literally get kidnapped or go, well, whatever, disappear. I don't know. All I know is that she was putting, like, I was just irritated that she couldn't be like, hey, I have bad people following me. And and that's all she had to say. Right. Because Ethan would have been like, okay, you got some bad shit in your life. I get it. You got bad people following you. Okay, but like her being like, how, why'd you fucking do that? Well, she didn't say that, but like basically, she they stood she in the field it. and yelled, and she was mad that he he like tried to get away from this truck, and you know, it just was stupid. But it's not. But she didn't do that just with him though, because no, she, she did, did it the with same. Others. Like she, it was the same thing with Ruth Ann. Like here's like here's what it is. Like okay, Andy, maybe it is because we're female and we are judging a little bit harsher or whatever. But even more to my point, like you were like Ethan should have like locked her in a room. But it's also like Ethan and Ruth Ann both opened up and told them mm-hmm. her, told her their stories and the worst thing that had happened to them that literally closed them off from the rest of the world. And she was just like, okay, cool. I got to go. Peace. Like this is like, she, like they were clearly trying to make a safe space for her. It's not like they were trying to say like, Ooh, you tell me your tragedy, I'll tell you mine. Like, because they knew she was in trouble and they were legitimately just trying to help her and get her to open up about it so they could help her even more. And she wasn't even willing to budge a little bit. And honestly, like, I think if they would have played into maybe like a Stockholm syndrome a little bit more yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that for her to get away from her abuser. I would have even understood it a little bit more why she wouldn't say anything, right. but to show this character who's supposed to be this little spitfire, like they called her a firecracker, firecracker. all the time. So it was clear that she was like, my daddy, like my stepdaddy hit me all the time and I had to get out. So I did this and then he didn't live up to it. And then this started happening and then I was like, I got to get out. Like, this is a person who is smarter than what she appears mm-hmm. and wasn't like, this is going to, that was going to come out way wrong. She's a huge victim of mental, physical, possible mm-hmm. sexual abuse. Right. And yet she is still very aggressive, stands up, says all these things. And 
doesn't allow people who are opening themselves up to help her to actually help her. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one time she finally was willing to say something, she was like, I can't even talk to this cop because he's in with it. Right. And so, like, oh, the cop's in with it, and now you're like, oh, I can't talk about it. But when you were in safe places, like, you could, like, you couldn't talk about it. I think that's more of, like, what it was about it was that you had you had people, real people in Animal your life proving, proving for weeks that they are there for you and trying to help you out and trying to do things for you. And you're not budging a little bit. That's not, like, that just makes it really hard to be like, okay, I understand. Right. I got you. I know people I know people react to trauma differently. I know that. But like for the sake of like this character, like Yeah. It just was like eh. I, and I, I mean I don't know if I really believe I that. I don't feel like I consciously was making the decision to be harder on her Mm-mm. because I'm a woman and she's a woman. Oh no, I don't think you did. Um no, I just wanted to put that out there. Like I just I think, and and if, if and maybe women or, and men, we do do this subconsciously and we don't know it, but, like, I, I, I just don't feel that, like, I'm harder on her because of that. I just feel that, like, she was just, I mean, like, she was grateful but ungrateful, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just have a lot of feelings, and I don't think she was, like, the best. She wasn't a great protagonist, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. My favorite character was probably, like, I definitely really liked Billy. I did like the assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I kind of really liked Jack. Yeah, Jack was, yeah. Jack was not even in it a lot, but I just loved him. I loved his okay. relationship. I loved his relationship with Ruth Ann. I liked how he was with everybody else. I liked how he treated um, Annie Lee. So I actually really liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy, who was your favorite and least favorite characters? Um, I mean, obviously, Annie Lee was my favorite. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I just wanted to watch all six. <laughs> I was expecting you to say that. So I was no, like, I was like, that's fine. Ruth Ann was I thought that was just laughed at it. Ruth Ann. <laughs> Honestly, I think Annie Lee will be a lot of people's favorites, which is oh, fine. Sure. Like, you're entitled to your no, own. No, Ruth Ann was my favorite. My least favorite? Honestly, I think that Mikey character wasn't necessary. Yeah. It was that was like Schumer or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, that, like they built him up to do it, and like they had literally nothing to do with it. Um, so like, yeah, he was like those chapters could have been, but yeah. even that, like, I get it. Like you kind of want to know what the other side is, especially when people are like, "Don't do it." But even with that, like Ruth Ann was like, "Don't talk to him. This is a bad, bad man." And Annie Lee was like. I should make my own opinion yeah like how bad could it be you know like that to me was like her attitude about everything yeah okay so we already talked about recommendations any last thoughts from anybody read it if you're going to do anything read it (laughs) if you're going to do anything with the book read it just watch the movie i'm gonna probably download the um album to see if how i pictured 
the songs when I wrote I, them. When I listened to some of the songs, I was like, oh, that's not how I expected them to be. Because I feel like what I was imagining with um, Annie Lee, I, I was fiction, f- figuring out her to be more of a, I don't know, kind of like the, the new country pop-ish, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, I guess maybe I was even thinking more of like Kelsey Ballerini songs, but the songs are definitely Dolly, Dolly, storytelling Dolly. Um, so it's and they're like like I said, I've listened probably like four or five of them so far, and um, and maybe it's been more than that, and I just can't. I I I'm not up to date on where I'm at on the the album, but. I mean, what I've listened to so far, I have enjoyed. And there's a few that I'm like, I really, really like this one. But the the songs weren't how I had kind of imagined them to be. Does that make sense? I'm actually kind of excited. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I'm actually excited to look at this. I did not know that there was an album like this. So, And apparently she had written the songs while she was writing the book from the article that I read. And it was like mm-hmm. NPR. Um, it was an NPR article that said that. Interesting. All right. Um, what have you pulled from your bookshelf lately? Oh my God. Um, Sheila's and- gonna give her seventy-five books. God. Um, let's see here. I have to do. Um, I, I was not prepared. I'm sorry. Well, here <laughs> I can go first then. That's fine. I'll go first because mine's actually really short. Um, I read this. I did the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that one. And then I did Fifty Words for Rain. And if you tell a true story of murder, family secrets, and the unbreakable bond of sisterhood. Oh, I've I started that one. And then for some reason, I got sidetracked on that. I feel like I was starting an Audible book, but now I'm like maybe I wasn't. Um, oh, I was going to start one. I was going to start the henna artist. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready now. Now that I've kind of. That's it. That's all mine. So. Okay. So, um, I, we finished Dorothy Must Die. And so then Dash was like, I want the rest of the books. And so we, um, have done The Wicked Will Rise, the, um, Yellow Brick War and the End of Oz. And then we are on um, the novella. I think we're almost done with the novella um, called No Place Like Oz, which is where Dorothy is going back like two years after she Mm -hmm. went originally. Um, And then I started Varietti and um, I had also started... Uh, what's that called? Um, the Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. I think that's what that's called. Let me verify. Yeah, The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. I've done a lot on top of this book mm-hmm. that we just talked about. So um, I have done no reading. Except <laughs> for Run, Rose, Run. Um, I have books, but I have not read any. So that is okay. Um, Okay, so 
We are doing something fun for our next book. Mm -hmm. Andy is actually picking the book that we're reading next. And depending on how he picked it, because the way he said it earlier, he goes, oh, I might have the book, too, and read it. And so I don't know. I don't know if that means he's joining us for the next novel episode. (laughs) Or if he's just going to tell us to read it and then be like, oh, yeah, I read it, too. What do you all think? No. (laughs) But Andy is picking our next book for us. We have no clue what he's going to pick for us. So the beginning of the next uh, month's episode is going to be a little different because neither one of us will have picked this book. So. I think it's going to be a game time call of whether or not I also participate in this book. <laughs> okay, what's the book that we're reading? It's called The Charm Offensive. The Charm Offensive. Who's it by? By Allison Cochran. Cochran? Cochran, Cochran. I think. All right. Sounds good. Oops. I hit the wrong thing. It is an LGBTQ rom-com. Oh, I can't that. Young adults <laughs> get in there and read it. I'm sorry, I can't read romance. You're gonna read it. I, I can't read it. It's actually romance. It's young adult. It says rom-com. I can't read rom Yeah, but it's not romance and like Harry, Harry, fairy porn that's been going around TikTok. It's fairy like, porn. yeah, it's like a thing. Fairy porn? Girl, you know, there's like a whole genre apparently of stuff like that, um, like where people talk about it. Mm, all right. Reverse harems and like all this type of stuff. I don't know. They just occasionally pop up. I'm not on book talk, but occasionally it comes in when people are talking about it. Okay. He's not on book talk, but he's on fairy porn talk. Fairy yeah. porn. Thank you, learn. Audience. I would say yes. That that's very <laughs> specific audience. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to read the Charm Offensive with or without Andy. Um. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. Actually, this is exactly what I expected Andy to pick for us. So not this book, but this something like book. this. Yeah. Yeah. So actually. Oh, that'll be fun because it'll be for June. It'll be Pride Month. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Hey. Hi. Guess what, Andy? You have two long plane rides that you can read the book on. Yeah. I can't. (laughs) That's a hard pass, Sheila. I prefer not to vomit. I did try that one time, and this is a no-go. Really? Yeah. I read on planes all the time. I love it. I was just giving you a hard time. So. No, I, I do have a layover, so I may be able to read some of it there. But I really did try one time, and there was a no. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, well, you can check us out on all the socials. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Potheads Who Read a Podcast. And you can um, talk to us. Like us, rate us, review us. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Probably because I've never really said it like that. <laughs> 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 
Well, I was going to say DM us, but then I was like, maybe don't DM us. We don't want you to slide into our DMs, but we do want you to come participate with us. And um, especially on Twitter. Twitter's new for us, so come talk to us on Twitter. And you can also email us at potheadsyoureed at gmail.com. Is that everything? I think that's it. Uh Sounds like it. All right. Well, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a buck open. I'm going to say I'm going to read it. I might get to pack and get the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.